All right, let's talk about some labor news, which seems fitting on this Labor Day. Vaughn Palmer with us from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Welcome back. And yeah, you you can tell it's Labor Day because we're working. (laughs) We are laboring on this Labor Day, and it sounds like negotiators have also been laboring because there's some progress here. Yeah, there's a big question mark over the government bargaining with public sector unions this year. Whether they were going to get anywhere, uh, there's a lot of public sector unions. There's almost 200 different contracts and fee agreements and 400,000 workers. So, And then we had that strike in August by the BCGEU and the picket lines at the liquor distribution branches and restaurant industry, and it wasn't looking good. However, on Friday, well, last week, first of all, the BCGEU lifted its picket lines, which was an encouraging sign, went back to the table at the invitation of the government. Then we got big surprise on Friday, maybe not entirely a surprise, but uh, good news. Um, the Hospital Employees Union announced settlement for some 60,000 workers in healthcare facilities. So these are the cleaners and the janitors and the, a lot of the clerical workers and It's not the high-end jobs like nursing and doctors, technicians, but very important. And uh, they keep the hospitals going, and they do a lot of the not particularly attractive jobs for some people. So, uh, big deal. Uh, HEU represents most of those workers. There's more than 60,000 of them, and the Hospital Employees Union represents about 90% of them. So, tentative deal only but very encouraging. Okay, so what does that mean then for the other big dispute, the BCGEU, because this one was supposed to come after? Yeah, well, by long-standing policy, going back to the 1990s, uh, the BC government bargains with public sector workers on a mandate approved by the cabinet with some leeway for tweaking and special circumstances Basically, the offer is the same to everybody so that the government doesn't get caught in whipsawing. So whatever the HEU has tentatively agreed to, and they still, the members still have to vote on it and approve it, so we're not there yet. That'll take a few more weeks. Um, that will be pretty much the basics at the table for other public sector unions as well. So the GEU, I think fair to say, caught a little off guard here. They went on strike announced they were going on strike, the Hospital Employees Union put out a statement uh, of solidarity, and I'll put quote marks around that, because what the Hospital Employees Union actually said, Simi, was that they'd been making progress at the table, including on the cost of living issue and inflation fighting. So, And they were very happy to go back to negotiations. So there were signs there that the hospital employees union was getting ready to settle, even though the GU was still out on strike. So I think, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the, uh, the main government employees union. Usually it settles first. They are not likely to get a better offer than the tentative settlement with the hospital employees union, and that's partly because of government policy, and also because um, these unions, one of the first things they do when they settle is they get a letter of agreement that's basically called a Me Too clause. Basically, if the government decides to offer some other union down the road a better deal, 
the hospital employees union will have an agreement that they can go back and get those terms as well. It's it's a way of disciplining government to not go, oh, well, to get a deal with this bunch, we're going to have to give them more money. They Generally, they don't. They do tweak agreements and adopt them to special circumstances. So there is a bit of leeway, but Basically, what the HEU is going to be voting on over the next few weeks will be the deal that's on the table for the main government employees union as well. Okay, so does this put, do you think, a little pressure on the BCGEU to say, hey, listen, if you're not going to, because I think they thought they were first in line, right? Yes. And they would set the stage. They talked themselves into a fairly hardline position about inflation. So the offer on the table, the last reported offer on the table was about 11%, depending on how you did the math, over three years, plus a $2,500 signing bonus for signing for all members, plus a bit of low-wage redress. So workers at the lower end of the pay scale, it would it, they were going to get $0.25 cents an hour instead of a percentage. And if you're at the low end of the pay scale, that's actually a fair amount of money when you're working full-time. And the last thing is there was a bit of cost-of-living protection, though nothing like um, the union had suggested that, you know, you need 8% because that's what inflation is right now. They were not going to get that. So it was, um, I think it was a deal that, to the public anyway, looked fairly generous. And it sounds like the hospital employees union thought it was pretty good, too, Uh, They probably got a little bit of improvement on that, but not much. I'm guessing that's the ballpark in which they settled. Now, the announcement from the Hospital Employees Union, Simi, contained a couple of other hints about what brought that union to this point. And it will be interesting to see what those clauses say when we get the final deal It will eventually be announced, although usually we're not told the full terms until the union members have had all of it. Okay, so these are the two biggies then, right? Fair to say? Yes. So the the biggie, the first of all is, and this is, again, I'm just quoting what the union says it got. It says it got a commitment to hiring thousands of more health care workers. Well, that'll be expensive, Uh, And uh, so that's one thing. They also said they got a commitment from the government to bring back more of the health care jobs that were contracted out under the B.C. Liberals. So the Liberals send a lot of these jobs out of central government. And the New Democrats have been busy bringing them back. And they've already brought back 4,000 jobs. And they say the cost of that, this is the government's number, 4,000 jobs, $200 million, so that's what, $50,000 a job at least. So with government settlements, Simi, we always go, yeah, we, know, we want to know what the wages and the benefits are going to cost going forward. But what will those two commitments cost, all those jobs coming back and hiring thousands of more workers? The union says it got that commitment. So... I'm always skeptical, especially yes. because of what happened with the New Democrats back in the 1990s. They, they claimed, Simi, in the 90s that they were settling public sector contracts for three years for 0% in the first year, 0% in the second year, 1% in the third year. When the actual internal government costing of those NDP settlements was leaked, the headline in the Vancouver Sun, said, and this is the actual cost, NDP math, 
zero plus zero plus one equals 11 percent. I remember that. They were hiding the full cost of the deal. So I remain skeptical that we'll get the full costing of this. But from what the HEU has told us, there are a lot of clauses in that agreement that could have long-term financial implications for the province. Okay, and also this takes them past, like this is a three-year deal, right? So it takes yeah. them past the next election. Yeah, this is the big thing that the government wanted. So uh, you don't want to be bargaining in an election year if you're an NDP government where you're trying to make friends with public sector workers. So uh, they, the government, uh, the member of the BCGU said, we'll go, we want a two-year deal. And the government said, no, it's got to be three years. So this is a three-year deal which takes it past the fixed election date in law. And so the the next election is scheduled for October 2024. This will take agreements through to the following spring. Now, if David Eby decides to call an early election and he becomes premier, and he probably will, that may not matter so much. But that was the cabinet mandate approved back in the spring when John Horgan was still premier and hadn't told everybody that he was uh, planning to step down. Right. Okay. More to come. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.